0: On today's show, what have we learned so far about the Dallas Mavericks? Are Luka Doncic and Christian Wood, the duo that was promised to get the Mavs over the hump? And should we expect Faco Composito to play against the Pelicans tonight? We'll talk about all that and more on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. <laughs> and welcome. You're locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow this show is to comment anything below. Let us know what's one thing you've learned about the Dallas Mavericks so far. Just one thing. Let us know. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash MBA And joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, and contributor at Mavs.com. The fuck you boy. The one more thing gig. What you got for me, Isaac Whoa, Harris? Oh, this is a family-friendly <laughs> show.
1: <laughs> um, Nick, where are you at on surprises? Do you like surprises? Ooh,
0: I, I like a I like a surprise. Okay. Are you gonna quit? Okay. Don't quit. Don't quit. <laughs> no, that's not my surprise. Uh, live on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> coming up next. <laughs> uh, no, I, have I was a, like, what I, would surprise uh, me the most? Like that's <laughs> that was immediately where immediately my brain went. Um
1: no, I have I have a birthday <laughs> coming up and my wife is like she's being very vague about mm. some things with the birthday. And I'm like I'm a very structured, organized, yeah. like type of dude. Yeah. Very yeah. planned out type of guy and uh it's been a, a a thing of our relationship is like i either figure it out or i'm like it throws me off so much i can't i can't enjoy a surprise because i didn't like see it coming and uh anyway i'm just i was wondering where you're at with surprises but you like them so
0: i'm okay with them yeah it, d- it depends I, I if i trust the person if i trust the person to know me to throw it like do a surprise or something so i guess maybe i'm a little more controlling than i should be <laughs> let us know in the comment section below are you a surprise person for a birthday, for something, do you like a surprise or not? My wife loves a surprise. My, I I made my in, engagement to her a surprise. I we I blindfolded her and we drove for like hours to, to go to the place that we were gonna go to because she didn't want to know.
1: It all fascinates me that she drove blindfolded for hours. <laughs> she, or she didn't drive, but she rode
0: in the car. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> that was the surprise: <laughs> is that she drove. Is that she drove? All right, let's get into today's episode. We're gonna get into uh. Paco Compasso, is he actually going to play for the Dallas Mavericks in the Pelicans game? What, what should we expect for the Mavs versus Pelicans game today, Tuesday? Then we'll get into some big questions. Have we learned anything? What have we learned about the Dallas Mavericks so far? So, then we'll get into, then we're going to play a game. We're going to play a game with your overreactions. Mm-hmm. You guys commented a whole bunch of times. Thanks for commenting on YouTube, on the community post, and on the video. Your overreactions, and we're going to grade your overreactions. Is it a real overreaction? Are you not overreacting enough, so it's like a real thing, or are you underreacting? It's like, a, it's like a too too mild. We'll do that in the third segment. All right. The qu- one of the questions that you sent me, and you were like, "Let's talk. Let's let's answer some big questions on today. Do we still care about the third ball handler spot now? Facundo Campazzo has been signed to the Dallas Mavericks, and Jason Kidd at practice on Monday said that Facundo Campazzo has been cleared to play. There are some visa issues. He was in attendance for the Grizzlies game. The home game, but he is now cleared to play and ready to participate tomorrow. Let's start here. Do you think he's going to play against the Pelicans? Um, I don't think so.
1: I mean, I just, I haven't talked to somebody around the team about how much he's been practicing or if, if he's been allowed to practice, I don't know that he Um, has. Yeah. And it would just be kind of weird to me if he, uh, plays without practicing at all
0: um especially since this is like besides frank and davis a fully healthy team right it's not like they're it's not like you know the the hardship signings that they did last year where they're just dying for anybody to come in
1: yeah i was gonna say that you know frank's still out and so you know i I guess they're a little lighter on the guard rotation but you know they've been rolling with that nine-man unit for the most part so i would be surprised if he played in this one maybe get a practice under the bell i mean we'll see you know they'll go up to New York there on Wednesday or probably fly out Tuesday night, but um, maybe get a practice or something on a Wednesday. But we'll see. I I would be surprised, though, if he plays. If he does, it'll be a lot of fun to just see him out there.
0: Yeah, it'll be fun to see him, but I'm not expecting him to play. So I'm not sure that that's something we can expect so early since he just got cleared and all that. So I'm not expecting him to play. Frank Nilakina, like you said, is also not cleared to play still, which is kind of interesting because it seemed like he played all of – you know, preseason and the, in training camp. And then all of a sudden he's just been out um, with another kind of like illness, right? Like another, just another like weird thing. Um, well, it's
1: something with his foot, but we, we don't even know Faku's like role, Yeah, you know, like we don't even know what kind of role that that's going to be. And if, you know, is it the same type of role that they were offering Drakic in the, Hey, the cheerleader role playing every, other, you know, playing every other, what, three or four games or yeah. something like that. Is, is, is it that, is he going to have like a set spot in the rotation where he's going to get, you know, 10 or 15 minutes a night off the bench? Uh, we don't know that yet. So I, I'm just, I'm really intrigued. I mean, I think it was Mark Stein who reported that it was a non-guaranteed deal. So, you know, it, there's hardly any big commitment to this. So It could be a every other game. It could just be a, hey, he's just here to have fun and for the vibes. (laughs) Be a vibes guy. Or he could come in and play 15 minutes, you know, one night, and I would be like, okay, I I don't know what it is.
0: Yeah, it's a good point you brought up with Mark Stein saying that it was non-guaranteed. As soon as I saw that, it confirmed everything you and I have been thinking about what Composite was going to be on this team, and it's they're not investing a whole lot in it. They're they're not giving him this guaranteed deal. If they were desperate and said, we really – really need this type of guard really badly then they would give him a guaranteed deal maybe it's a 2 year deal and second year is maybe like a team option even like a player option something like that like they would go a little bit harder to try and go after somebody like that like they did with JaVale McGee right like that's a little different of a scenario but they still gave him 3 years and a player option and promised him yeah. to start like they really wanted to upgrade that spot they didn't do that here which is why Dragic is not a maverick and then now where Vaku is I'm I'm, I'm not expecting a whole lot from his role if that's what we're going to get uh, and if that's the contract that he's going to get at this point. So that's what we are. That's what we're expecting with compasso. I hope to be wrong. I hope he plays and I hope it's fun. And I hope that we see some, some crazy Faku passes.
1: And to answer the question, yes, I think we should still care. And I, I threw About out the that third question. Ball handler spot. Yeah. Because I threw that out because, you know, we, we look at some of the YouTube comments sometimes or check the DMS or notification on Twitter. And I, I feel like I've seen a few people like, Dude, this was even this was overrated. Like we're we're fine. We don't even need it. Like we have. If Dinwiddie's going to run the second unit, Christian Woods balling. Do we even need a third guy? I think we still do, and I still think I do care about it. I I am worried a little bit about that steal. So uh, I think at some point, yes, I'll see. I was going to say at some. I I still think they trade for somebody at some point, but um, let's see what role they envision for Faku. Yeah,
0: this is this is still a concern for me as well because you can just tell. All right, what if one of Luca or, or Dinwiddie is down? Yeah. What, is, what is this team trying to do? Tim Hardaway coming back, though, like, it, it softens the blow because you have some more scoring. And then, obviously, how Stop. good... Stop,
1: you, you don't know? want him handling the ball.
0: No, but it, but it it softens some of the... If one of those guys are out, then he can he can carry some of the scoring load when those guys are out. And it's creating yeah. in a different way. You're creating off of set plays instead of, like, off the dribble moves. But you are still creating offense. And yeah. so, but the the... It's this this whole question I think has always been about the playoffs and about can they get a good enough third ball handler that makes sense to be in a playoff rotation that adds a lot to what the Mavericks will want to try to do.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: All right, let's talk quickly about the uh, the Pelicans. So coming up uh, to Tuesday, if you're listening, watching this on Tuesday tonight, Brandon Ingram is out; he's in concussion protocols. So the Pelicans are already going to be down a man. Zion is questionable. And Herb Jones is questionable too, so this could be a really undermanned Pelicans team. There's a couple of people when I tweeted this, when I uh, quote tweeted this from a Pelicans reporter, they said, "Man, I'm worried about this game because if all three of those guys are out, the Mavs are just gonna not take this team seriously." Is that something you buy or not?
1: Um, no, no, I, I think they'll see it as, "Hey, we we left one in the water there with with Phoenix and took care of business against Memphis." Let's take care of business again. I want to believe that this team tasted the conference. They're going to have a couple of those dumb games, but of losing to like, I don't
0: know, the Knicks or something. Everybody's going to freak out.
1: But I think they're going to take care of business.
0: And I don't think it'll be this early in the season, right? Like they've only I I just I just tweeted this. Some teams have played nine games between preseason and regular season already. Like the Lakers played six preseason games and three regular season games so far. A ton of teams have played five preseason games and four regular season games already. The Mavericks have played five games so far, three in the preseason, two in the regular season. Like they have not played a lot. So they're, they're rested. They're ready to go They're You know, they've had two days off. I think, I don't think this is going to be a game where they're, where they're going to just going to like give up basically, or, or just, you know, un, like not rate the team properly. And they just, they just want to go in and win games, especially after that, that loss against the Suns where they felt like they should have won. So yeah. last time Zion played against Dallas, 2002, March 27th, 2021. It's been a long time. It's been a year and a half since the Mavs last played Zion. So coming up, what have we actually learned about the Dallas Mavericks? What are some big questions we want to answer? We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the place where you can go check out your job posting. If you're a job seeker or if you're somebody that wants, needs to post a job, if you're a hiring manager, you know that every single new, new hire is important especially if you're running a small business, like you don't have a lot of leeway to try and just, all right, let me just grab anybody and put them in this spot. You just can't do that. You got to know that every single person is qualified and they're ready and they're able. And so you should go check out LinkedIn. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Go check it out. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked MBA. Again, that's LinkedIn com slash Lockdown nba to post your job free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Isaac Harris. Thanks for making Lockdown Maps your first listen for your next listen today. Go check out NBA Game to Game. It's our NBA recap show that we do every single night in the NBA where it's every game from the local expert's perspective. We give a recap on it. Go check it out on the Lockdown NBA YouTube channel or the Lockdown NBA podcast feed. All right, let's get into the uh, big questions. Is there anything we've actually learned from the first two games from the Dallas Mavericks?
1: Yeah, so we did overreactions on yesterday's pod and you know, well, you did overreactions on yesterday's pod. <laughs> um, I kind of I kind of misunderstood the assignment. It was your so, idea
0: and we totally had two different ideas of what we were doing.
1: Yes, so that's my bad. So I can't, Nick, I came
0: in spitting hot fire with the overreactions <laughs> and you were like, "I have a bunch of questions written down."
1: <laughs> and people listeners let us know about that too. and it was um, really
0: funny and i was cracking up at every one of them it
1: was great was nick sending get your, me screenshots get your
0: guy isaac he doesn't know what an overreaction is
1: was nick sending me screenshots at work today i, yes, I, was. I, tweeted you,
0: I texted you so many <laughs> jokes, comments today
1: um anyway <laughs> we talked about overreactions throughout some wild different, you know, takes and stuff yesterday. I would assume that there are probably a few of them. Nick, when it, we bowled it down, you probably wouldn't fully believe some of them, but w- is there anything that we could say? What have we r- realistically you're saying? I have learned this after two games. Cause it's not a ton. Yeah. Outside of just some like all oh, rotation stuff, whatever. And I think something I've learned is it feels like poor, or poor Zingas. It feels like Christian wood and Luca, have like some type of chemistry, fun relationship yeah. within each other. Something that you sent me a, uh, it was a comment or tweet or something about somebody saying, well, at least he laughs, you know, playing with Luca yeah, and stuff. The,
0: the, te- the tweet was Christian Wood has laughed and smiled on the court more times in two games than Chris Ops Porzingis did in three years. And I was like, is this true? Like, I feel like this is kind of true. <laughs> They're different personalities yeah. for sure, but it does kind of feel like that so far.
1: And I feel like has interacted with him, in on a different level, like fun level than we, that we didn't see with KP. And it, and, and maybe it's a realization for Christian Wood that, you know, from day one, KP thought he was on the same level as Luca. Maybe. Yeah. And it's like, Hey, well, I've been an all-star, all this stuff. And maybe it's a, even though Christian was very confident in himself and thinking he's going to be an all-star and everything, maybe it's still a dude. I am just so happy to play with Luca Doncic. Like, yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. He's the number one guy on this team. I know this. So I think that's something I've learned is just how they've interacted watching them from, you know, watch them through my binoculars, my Jonathan Charks binoculars I got mine in the too. press box and, you know, watching them interact on the bench. And when they come off the floor, it just feels like there's some type of relationship there already. And that's something I've learned.
0: Yeah. The thing I wrote down is Christian Wood and and Luca and the Mavericks are starting off in a good place. Seems like everything is. Everything's good so far, right? There's not been any surprising like, ooh, ooh, look at that body language. Ooh, look at that thing over here where they're just not clicking. There's been a couple of miscues here and there, of course, because that's going to happen. But it yeah. seems like Luca and Christian Wood have the chemistry. It seems like Christian Wood is embracing his role so far. It seems like he is, you know, he keeps saying every time someone mentions you're a six man, he says, I'm motivated. No matter what it is, I'm motivated. And so as long as that motivation keeps going throughout the season, then – you know, then things should be good. But they're at least starting in a good place, which is good. There's not the grumblings of, well, you see my play. You see my play. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So you, just, you you move off of that. So they're starting in a good place. Another thing that I think I've learned is that Jason Kidd is not going to overreact to stuff. We did all our overreactions yesterday, and something he said in practice. I think it was Friday. I think Friday in practice he said, "We're going to take about ten games." And then we'll assess by that sample size to make any major changes to the rotation. Now th- I think they'll tinker with the amount of minutes where where guys come in and stuff like that in the ro- in the rotation, but they're not going to make any huge big changes. Change a starter, change you know take someone out of the rotation, put someone into rotation a- until after ten games. And I think that he's not going to overreact to stuff. And I think that's I think that's pretty smart to not to not overreact quickly to. Be able to get a good sample size, a, a, a good, decent amount of numbers in order to look at them and say, okay, this is where we need to make some changes. And I think that's something that, that's smart. And I think that's something we've learned.
1: Yeah, just give it some time and then react then. That's, that's just the smartest thing to do.
0: Yeah. Uh, another thing I've learned is that Tim Hardaway Jr. has got to shake some dust, some rust off. Just, just some rust. Just got to shake some of it off.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. I gotta see how he like
0: fully fits with this bench unit and stuff. For but, sure. Yeah. Last thing I've learned is that no one, no one, it knows what a take foul is.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I don't
1: know if anybody does.
0: That's no. what I'm. That's what I learned is that I don't think any, we're gonna be so annoyed by this foul all season long. Uh, Luca hit John Morant with his shoulder on a play, and I was like, "Oh, that's gonna be take foul for sure." Nothing called. Dorian touches somebody in the backcourt when there was a the whole rest of the teams were behind him take foul. I was like I don't know what a take foul is. Like I don't know the difference. It's going to be like offsides in in football, aka soccer, and it's just going to be one of those just like well we have a, we have a big European audience, so I wanted I gave him the football. I told him it was football. I thought you were act- actually talking about like NFL, but I know you were. <laughs> what stat are you most confident that the Mavs can sustain?
1: Right now they're number 1 in the league in free throw attempts per game. Mm. And- They've attempted 30, they're averaging 35 over the first two games. Um, Do I think they're going to stay at number one? No, but I do think they're going to stay like in that top, like group of free throw attempts. And I say that because of Christian Wood. I know it's only been two games, but he's averaging a little over 12 free throws a game. He knows how to draw fouls. Going back since Lucas been in the league, Christoph Sporzingas, he never averaged more than five free throw attempts per game. Man. And in like some of those seasons, a couple of those seasons in the first part of Lucas career, the the next highest guy was three three free throw attempts a game. Uh Harrison Barnes, his rookie season was four free throw attempts per game. So he hasn't really had, you know, Brunson didn't draw a lot of fouls. No. He hasn't really had a, a, a co free throw attempt guy. <laughs> collector. Um, a, collector.
0: <laughs> collector.
1: <laughs> uh alongside of <laughs> him. Never and Christian Wood knows how to draw free throws. So I think both of them together will draw a lot of free throws, and it'll put them near the top.
0: Yeah, this was something we talked about a little bit yesterday, and that I think Christian Wood can catch the ball in spaces that Porzingis couldn't. Right? He's just got a, he's got a bigger, like like catch radius, I think, and he catches them in and Luca puts him in spots. Think about that that pass that Bobby Krav tweeted out today that was like, this is absurd. Why? How can Luca do this? Where there's three Grizzlies around him, he drives to the baseline, pretty much puts himself in jail. And somehow gets the pass out to Christian Wood, who's covered, and then gets the bucket and gets fouled. And you're like, like how did Luca get that in there? And how did Christian Wood know that that was going to be there and catch it? And that's what we're talking about with this chemistry, with Luca being able to set him up, and then with Christian Wood being able to catch stuff. Think about the last couple of teammates Luca has had. They did not rack up free throws at all. You mentioned Brunson. His highest like free throw attempts per game is like two and a half. Porzingis, yeah. like you said, five. Harrison Barnes, we were always asking him to get more free throws. And now uh, Christian Wood. Um, Dinwiddie kind of can get some free throws. At that, that Brooklyn year when he averaged 20 points a game, he averaged seven attempts. Um, so he's, he's gotten to the free throw line a little bit because he's a slasher. But, yeah. We, I'm we waiting have,
1: for the first person to write, a, write an in-depth piece of how the Mavericks traded for Christian Wood to get Luka Doncic more rest. As there's like, he has more teammates that are on the, you know, shooting more free throws to allow Luca a little bit more rest.
0: That helps. And that, you know what else that helps the pace that helps them get out and transition a little bit more. That helps them to to push it a little bit more. All that's all that stuff matters. It helps their defense get set because you take free throws and then you go get your defense set. That always helps in, in, in different ways. So coming up, there's another stat. I think the Mavericks are going to, I'm confident that they can sustain. I'm confident, in the, I'm confident in their defense, ready. and I'm going to tell you why, coming up. Tell me why. All right, Isaac Harris. A stat that I'm most confident the Mavs can sustain. Here we go. You ready for this? I'm ready. I'm confident the Mavericks can sustain this stat. They have led for 93 out of the 96 total minutes that they've played basketball so far this season. They're not sustaining that. <laughs> that would be like... That'd be a, like seventy five win season, <laughs> incredible. No, the Mavs are number three in defensive rating this year, and I think they can sustain it. I think that they can, uh, I think they can keep in the top five because of the free throw stuff we just mentioned, slowing things up. Dorian and Reggie starting from the jump. I think that that's huge. Luca looks more engaged on defense. Javale McGee adds something, and something we mentioned yesterday. I'm going to say again: you remove Brunson, you remove. Davis Bertans, and you remove Dwight Powell from the rotation, and that's a big improvement on defense for this Mavs team. Yeah, that's a good point. Thank you. <laughs> um, give me like, what's your biggest worry? That's another question you sent me. Biggest worry? Um, I would say
1: it's hard because it feels like, man, if we're just coming off this massive wins. Like, what, what do you have your worry? And we already talked about the third ball handler. I'll just say, I'll just say, player roles. That mm. as this is a long season and right now it's kind of like the honeymoon phase a little bit. JaVel McGee starting like promised Christian Wood feels like he's buying in and, you know, playing well, playing a lot of minutes. Tim Hardaway is finding his spot. Dan Woody starting. I just, I, I wonder, I'm a little worried about the player roles as the season goes along. If we're at game 50 and Christian Wood's still six man of the year, which I think he, he will be. Is he still going to be fully bought in like he is right. now? Um, if they make the switch at some point, is JaVale going to be fully bought in when it's like, hey, you promised me, like this is why I'm here is to start. Hey, trade and, me for
0: Jay Crowder. I'm going to go back to <laughs> Phoenix.
1: Um, you know, is Tim going from dude? I mean, he was a starter what a couple years ago yeah. to now we're like monitoring his shots off the bench and he's playing with Christian Wood and Denwitty and. You know, what is he happy with his role and all of that, which I feel like he is because he's, he's a good vet for the guys and stuff. I, so that's just something I'm watching is player roles and their happiness.
0: I think a worry for me is it's still Luca getting hurt, obviously, but also Dinwiddie getting hurt. Like it's the, the coupling of those two things. One of those two guys getting hurt, I think will really test this Mavericks team. And I'd be, I'm actually kind of really interested to see what their offense would look like without a Luka or a Dinwiddie on the court. And I don't want to see it a lot, no. <laughs> but I just want to see what they would do and like what they would draw up. So I think that's my biggest worry is an injury to Dinwiddie or Luka, who both have had a history of injuries, of missing chunks of games in seasons. And I think if that's... would play like 28 minutes. Hey, that, that'd be interesting. I, w- I would be interested to see that. I don't know that I would want to see it a lot, but maybe once. So, yeah, that, that I think that's my biggest worry. Uh, all right, let's play a game. I'm ready. I, I gathered all of your overreactions, and I Let have them here. Game. For example, I'll give you the first one. Xander wrote, "Luca's really good at basketball. Shocking. Is that a real overreaction, not overreacting enough, or an underreaction? He actually undersold it.
1: Uh, I mean, not rea- overreacting enough. I mean, he is
0: really good at basketball. I think he underreacted on this one. Sure, he underreacted. So that's how it's going to work. All right, here's one from Hot Take on on YouTube. Mm, What a name. This team is overlooked and will be number one or two seed in the West this year. Deepest in the league. Overreaction, not overreacting enough, underreaction. A little overreaction for me, yeah. Ooh, a little overreaction. What part?
1: I just just don't think we're as deep as... You know, Golden State or... Or the number the one seed in the West, the Portland Trailblazers. Clippers or Utah Jazz or the Spurs, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't think we're as deep
0: as uh, a couple of those teams. Victor says, we have the best bench in the league. Overreaction, underreaction? Hmm. What's the middle one? Not overreacting enough. Meaning that it's real.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I There's there. a case that that could that that I need to look at some of these other bench units and see who exactly is starting for some of these other teams. Uh, but off the top of my head, I, I do kind of want to agree with that, that, and, and it's kind of deceiving too, because obviously Denwood, he starts, but he runs the second unit. Yeah, he's so he's not starter. really part of it.
0: And so it's kind of, yeah. But. Couple of Christian wood ones. Ooh. Christian wood is going to be six man of the year with a 27 point per game average.
1: Uh, that's overreaction. Uh, the points per, per game. <laughs> I don't think you're gonna twenty seven, you don't think he's gonna help the pinch. Um but no I mean here's the thing with Christian Wood. If he is fully bought in right now, like he like he is right now mm-hmm. for all season, then he has every bit of shot to win a sixth man of the year. For sure. A hundred percent. So
0: there you go. Christian Wood Will become the third ball handler in the rotation and will win Most Improved and Sixth Man of the Year. A little overreaction, too. Overreaction. Which part? Which part is too much for you?
1: Most improved. But I don't think it's like impossible. There, there is a world that that happened. Like you could see the path in which that happens. That this start is just insane. He continues it all season long. He's, he is the perfect fit next to Luca. He's fully bought in. I just don't think the odds are very high for that.
0: Bet online does not have six men of the year or most improved up right now. I just went and checked. Uh, Christian Wood is, this is from Lockton. Christian Wood is him, and we have to pay him whatever he wants. No. Real overreaction? Yeah, overreaction. That's a real overreaction. Got to pay him whatever he wants? Dang. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Natasha. Adam would agree. Natasha, I think this is tongue in cheek because of the rest of her comment, but Natasha says Tyler Dorsey will have a wake up season and lead the second rotation with 20 points per game.
1: Yeah, we're going to continue the overreaction on her, on this pod right now. <laughs> should
0: we? Should we go ahead? What? Sotnum Shane. Oh yes, <laughs> bring it back. The bell has tolled. Uh, uh, Mateusz, our friend that wrote right. the uh, the Jaden the Jaden Hardy song. Let's go. This is his overreaction. Last week was the last time we ever hear the Hardy Party song.
1: Oh man, no, that's an overreaction. Cause
0: party, let's go party. Oh, yeah. let's, go. Go. All right, let's
1: go. <laughs> Cause we know it's gonna happen though. It there's gonna be there's gonna be a blowout. It's gonna be really I'm bad. I'm ready for that. The game's gonna be over by like mid third. And it's going to be one of these super bad teams in the second half of the season. And Hardy's going to drop like 24 points
0: in the fourth and a little bit of the third. And we're going to play the song. All right. Here's a back-to-back one. Here's two of them. Dallas Dubeman and Jay Chato have have opposing reactions. Okay. All right. One from Dallas Dubeman. Those jerseys are fire. That's good. Yeah. Jay Chato, the new jerseys are still not cool enough. Rebrand, please. Who are you siding with more? Well,
1: the first comment of Jay's, I disagree with. The I new jerseys is still are, not cool enough. Yeah, the jerseys are really cool. I am, I am down for a rebrand
0: though, and we haven't heard that rebrand conversation in a while because well, they've played basketball. Because it hasn't just been nothing. Uh, Chunky May says, if Isaac doesn't trim his beard, the Mavs will continue to win. Are you in or out? Is it an overreaction or just enough that the, Isaac needs to keep growing his beard out so the Mavs keep winning?
1: I mean, I'm down to not shave until they lose. Let's do it. Let's do it. Please don't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Somebody I'm t- not agreeing that I'm going to shave when they lose. Bates, but. clip that and send it to, send it to us. Uh, Ravishing Rick says if they keep playing like this, they're going to win the Super Bowl. Overreaction, underreaction. <laughs> it's just- oh, underreaction. <laughs> <laughs> They'll win all the Super Bowls. Who's the Cooper Rush for Dallas? <laughs> well, it was Brunson, I guess. Jerome hmm. so I guess it's I guess it's Christian wood uh Jerome says I believe a guy like Isaiah Thomas or Rondo would help us coming off the bench is did you make that up no <laughs> what
1: I there's no way are you ready for it yeah Sotnum shame yeah shame that thing
0: shame Jerome you get two sotnam shame <laughs> you get two. Don't. Ronald's not even on a roster right now. No,
1: Shut neither out. is Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I don't really have any harsh feeling towards him. But
0: that's true. That's true. There you go. Thanks for telling us your overreaction, your underreactions. Uh, we will be back with a post game for the Pelicans game. Well, we will have a post game for you like that in every single game. So thanks for making us your first listen. Go, go make your second listen. Locked on Sports today, the podcast with the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom.